0: What's up? This is Brandon London and you're listening to the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. You hear that? The Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. Let's go Giants.
1: Welcome back Giants fans the latest edition of the big blue uk and island podcast this week we are 100 british and absolutely still 100 giants it's dan and producer craig back with you to bring the latest giant news plus we're going to be marking some making some uh, way too early bold predictions about the upcoming season later on um as you can see uh, my camera has decided to not work on me this evening so you've got a lovely uh, picture of my face there as a sort of reminder as to who I am. Um, But also, Shane and Kev aren't available this week, Um, but but back making his long overdue return, fresh off the suspension, the celebrations from Coventry City making the championship playoff final, one game away from the big leagues, Andy Robinson. How you doing, mate? Well, it's fine before you started saying that. Try not to think about it. I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Thanks for coming back on, mate. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, apologies for
1: that. Shocking. <laughs> all good. No, it's all good, man. It's fine. It's, uh, it's good to have you back on. Um, And, you know, we're going to uh, go into a few, thing, few things a bit later. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to have you back, man. Craig, how are you doing, mate?
2: Yeah, not too bad. It's rolling through. OTAs have, have kicked off. So there's a bit more news and uh, a bit less of the uh, the kind of hypotheticals around at the moment. So looking forward to getting into it
1: yeah for sure i mean it's uh it's that time of year where there's not much going on but at the same time it seems like any little bit of news that comes out is like amazing because there's so little coming through so it, it just makes it sort of seem a lot more important than it actually is where so otas are kind of a little bit insignificant really but it doesn't matter because it's 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 all news at the end of the day and we we love it so uh yeah we uh Obviously, that's coming up sort of a little bit of this, a uh, little bit of OTAs today, but obviously more coming up later on in the sort of next week or so. And now, as, as it is his first appearance in a while, we'll be putting some questions about last season to Andy in a little bit, but we are going to kick things off with the latest news. And the off season programme commenced on Monday, featuring non contact drills, uh, including seven on seven, nine on seven, and 11 on 11s. Uh, day one showcase of teams focus on sort of inside 20 drills. Uh, resulting in scores by uh, Darren Waller, Dan Bellinger, Jameson Crowder, uh, Jalen Hyatt and Darius Slayton, to name a few. And also the D did pretty well uh, with pass breakups from uh, first round pick Tay Banks, Cordell Flott, Adoree Jackson and also Nick McLeod. And uh, a little cheeky interception by linebacker Timone Fox as well which is pretty good. Uh, day two brought more limited end zone action uh, with only one score come from Mr. sort of stick around, as he seems to do, David Sills. Um, but the the offense had a turnover-free performance. And uh, there are some other impressive plays made as well, including one by Mr. Darnay Holmes, which kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but one thing that's come out of these OTAs that I sort of really want to get into is, uh, is it just me or does the quality of this roster actually look really good or am I looking far too much into this already?
2: No, I think I think you're right. Uh, I was actually listening to um, the official Giants pod earlier uh, and they had Mr Howard Cross on there and he was talking about the athleticism of Waller and how much he brings to the table and how impressed he's been with him, some of his training drills and the... Uh, the kind of professionalism that he's putting in extra work even now. Uh, but, but you're right, you know, in the terms of of the roster as a whole, the quality is there at, at least a, a lot higher than some of the very early training camp squads we've seen from the last couple of seasons.
1: What do you think of the squad, Andy? Does it look, look good to you?
0: Uh, you're starting to get away from what Dave Gettleman left him and what Joe Shane obviously wants to build here. Um, it sounds a lot better. I'm not going to lie. I just learned a lot of that on the fly from you there. I'm so preoccupied with Saturday and the uh, playoff. Sorry, but um, yeah, how dare you? I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely impressed with how the receiving core's going. going. Uh, we'll get into Hyatt and stuff like that later, but uh, it's definitely starting to shape up into something you want to watch.
1: It's exciting times mate and the fact that we haven't really had this sort of excitement about an off season which is weird for for a little while um you know shane is uh is building his roster is building his team um and it's it's exciting times right? it really is i mean i don't want to get too, too ahead of myself but i'm enjoying the top season so far on the web, so yeah happy days happy days um Right, hey, what's that next in the news, mate?
2: Yeah, so obviously we had the uh, the Spring League meeting um, that commenced Monday. Uh, ownership groups gather to discuss league matters. Important topic of discussion was uh, John Mara's favourite uh, and previously criticised as the abusive flexing of Thursday night football. Um, that motion that was rejected in, in March has now been passed. Um After it was put forward again, Mara again opposed it, but this time was joined by the Jets, Packers, Bears, Lions, Bengals, Raiders and Steelers in opposing it. Um, But as we said, that's now been approved and and it just means that towards the end of the season, I think it's from week 13 onwards, they they can give 28 days to flex a Sunday night game up to Thursday night. Um, The only other one that was really well there were two other kind of standouts there um the allowance of uh, an emergency um quarterback uh on the inactive list who can play if the first two quarterbacks are injured during the game. So that means a third quarterback can now come in um interestingly part of that rule also states that if the first or second quarterback is able to return to the game then he can do so so I guess it, it gives you the kind of roulette of, of three, um, and then the the strange one of the the kickoff rule now, where um, on any kickoff a player can make an, a fair catch, and it's automatically moved to the twenty-five. So yeah, a bit of an odd one that. But few, and then, uh, you know, it's been an interesting uh, league meeting as opposed to the normal just rejection after rejection of any any rule changes.
1: What's your opinion of the implemented rule changes? Like, which like, the uh, Thursday night flexing? What do you reckon on that one?
2: It's, it's not for the fans, is it? It's it's, it's a money maker. It's, it's a money maker. It, it doesn't help the fans. It doesn't help the the families of the players trying to arrange stuff. So, I'm not for it. I don't
1: like it. I was surprised it passed, to be fair, and by such a majority. But hey, hey, we're not, we're not, we're not team owners, are we? Oh, no.
0: <laughs> That's going to cause issues for um, UK fans. About... That... Yeah, 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 mate. 100%. You are going to have to fly out on a Wednesday to be safe in case they flex your game to a Thursday. Oh, good to move that that is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can I mean, we talk good, about the kickoff we're, uh, return? To? We're flying out on a
1: Wednesday, eh? <laughs> Yeah. I was just coming on to that, mate, yeah. Um, Yeah, kickoff return. Go for it, Andy. What's your thoughts, mate?
0: Again, that's ridiculous. What's the point in kicking off at all? Just put them on the 25. Your options now are kick it through the back of the end zone and give them 25 anyway, or risk putting it out of bounds for 40. What's your incentive to go short and try to do anything tactical?
1: There is no incentive.
0: No, I've seen a lot of
2: people in favour of the XFL um, kickoff. now. I'll, I'll be brutally honest. I, I haven't seen, I haven't watched any of the XFL. I don't really know what it's like Part a still that I saw earlier where it looked like the um, Gunners and you know the, the two teams pretty much lined up almost five yards apart from each other. So I assume it's just a big scrum um, and the kicker punts the ball out to, to the, the runner and, and they run in. But, you know, without actually seeing it in action, it's, it's hard to, to pass judgment. But I don't think the players are, are a fan of it. Um, I don't think coaches are a fan of it. And from a fan's perspective, why would you be a fan of it? Because it just eliminates big plays. You're not going to see kickoff touchdown returns this season. No,
1: you're not going to see a 99-yard throw and catch you're not going to see a, a la Victor Cruz against the Jets back in 2012. You're not going to see that anymore. No one's going to catch a ball for nine yards and, and score. You're not, It completely negates the, the, the need for a kickoff. Just don't even bother. Don't even bother getting the special teams out on the field. Just put the ball on the 25 and let the offense go. What's the point? Get rid of the kickoff. I, just, I, I, I don't, don't get it. I think the only thing is player safety, maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think Uh, that's the that's the big reason behind it, isn't it? Player safety, but I mean, I get it, but it it kind of it takes the unpredictability away from the game.
1: Yeah, it just it kind of just like I said, you don't you don't won't get that excitement of those big plays of those really sort of long game-changing plays from deep in sort of your own in your own territory it's, it's going to be on the 25 pretty much every time because every player is going to call a fair catch for every kickoff because why would they why would they risk it why would they risk running it back for a five-yard game when they know they can fair catch and get it on the 25-yard line yeah they're not going to point pointless 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 nfl we need to change it and make sure it's only a one-year trial please Thank you very much. Uh, lastly, moving on, uh, Giants are hiring Ryan Calden for a front office role, uh, as per reported by Ryan Dunleavy. Um, his NFL career began in 2000 with the uh, Carolina Panthers, um, where general manager Jay Shane began, began his career the year after that. Uh, in 2016, he left Carolina to join the Titans as their director of player personnel and was later promoted to VP of player personnel in 2018. Uh, he interviewed for the GM position with the Giants last year, and he t- served as the Titans' um, GM on an interim basis at the end of last season. And it's since been revealed that he, the potential title for him will be a, an executive advisor to the GM, which is uh, an interesting title. Um, basically, Joe Shane's advisor then.
2: I uh big, I mean they obviously, know, to,
1: they obviously know each other well
2: yeah big big shout out to Dan Duggan as well for the Dwight Schrute reference when uh revealing the executive <laughs> yeah. to the general manager. Um, that was good, very clever. I
1: was about, about to make that joke. joke. Any 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 office references, love them, love them. Thanks for that, Dan. Um friend of the pod, Dan. Evening mate, hey Dan. Um but yeah love that reference um and you know it adds more i mean he probably he makes tea and coffee for joe <laughs> i love that um, evening, um he, he probably does make the tea and coffee for joe shane yeah <laughs> but um it just sort of adds more sort of depth to the front office and gives him that extra sort of person to rely on you know obviously got a lot of experience so he obviously knows what he's doing because he built a, a pretty decent team with the Titans over a few years. So, hmm. or helped to build, should I say? Um, so, yeah, happy with that. Don't know what impact it'll have on the Giants, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a change for the good, obviously, or so Shane thinks. All right, moving on. Uh, now, as with all our guests, other guests we've had on this off-season, we thought we'd put the same questions to Andy about last year, first off. So, to start then mate who was your most
0: valuable giant daniel jones no question he uh he stepped Ooh. up into a the wow. game manager oh he stepped up into the game manager we hoped he would be um you saw major improvement there which was i think a lot of us had give up hope i definitely had i thought if you didn't love your qb after three years you wouldn't have to fall i'm happy i was wrong
1: Nice. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely earned his new contract, didn't he, last season? So, uh, M- MVG, Dan Jones. Uh, so, it's a pretty good shout. All right. Offensive player of the year, then. Andrew Thomas. And it can't be Dan Jones. <laughs> Andrew Thomas, the big man.
0: Again, he stepped up. Do we need to say any more about Andrew Thomas? Thomas? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. Just... Everything
1: and more from a number four overall pick, and I think he's really come as come out as one of the best tackles in the league now. So, you know, I think I went for At as my offensive player of the year as well. So, nothing more can really, really be said about him. It's clearly, uh, a smart choice. The
0: year, Absolutely. Sorry, uh, sexy Dex. <laughs> unanimous.
2: I think.
1: I think I had to ask uh, a friend. Not going to lie, everyone <laughs> is unanimous.
0: Really? Yeah, with with what he did. But honestly, when you asked, like, sent me the list of questions, I was like, "Oh my god, who plays on defense?" Like, my head was so far gone from this. But uh, yeah, as, as funny enough, Sam, who's in the uh, conversation, so I might pop up again. Um, he made a good point in the fact that we won the Odell trade off him alone, so that took some goon after what uh, Gettleman buried us with.
1: mate um you know again he's come out and just had an absolute super, you know superstar season and earned his new contract and he you know he got paid and and absolutely deserved it and he's going to be around for the foreseeable future on that defensive line causing absolute havoc so yeah dexter lawrence man he's uh he's a force to be reckoned with in the league all right, then, if you could change one thing about the season, what would it be and why?
0: See, in large parts, I thought last season was perfect. Obviously, coming to London and winning was perfect. Um, the only thing I would change about that season was pretty much how it ended. Like, I'm The Eagles deserved their win, don't get me wrong, but I wish it hadn't been that big. Um, I don't think Brian Dable deserved that. And the pictures of him afterwards crying in the tunnel and stuff like that. He didn't deserve to have his rookie season as a head coach end like that.
1: No, I get you. Like it, it didn't end in a particularly nice way, um, but at the end of the day, we had a absolutely stellar season, um, and we ended up achieving more last year than we any of us even thought we would in in the first year of a re- what we, what was we thought going to be a first year of a rebuild. Well, actually, it was probably the only year of a rebuild. Um, because of the magic that Shane and Dave's have worked so far, so it was a disappointing end to the season. But I think the the those images of of Dave's in the tunnel afterwards crying just shows how passionate he is about his job and how much he just wants to win at whatever cost it is. Um, and I think we'll you know we'll see more of him this season coming up. Um, but I love everything about the guy, I really do. And I think he's he has got this organization right under his you know in his grasp and he can run so far with it. He can do so much with it. And and he's got a friend and ally in Joe Shane as general manager. They can there's so much they can do. They've got so much potential the two of them and they're only moving into a second year. And it was only right that they well got coach of the year at the end of it.
0: So I suppose technically that's yeah, how you
1: yeah, know it was yeah (laughs) but i I agree it was a disappointing way to end the season that's for sure that's for sure um free agency then so we're going to talk free agency so we've had plenty of re-signings plenty of new players coming into the team and also players leaving this offseason um but which one do you think is the biggest or best addition to the team you're only going to
0: get one answer here, really, aren't you? We absolutely robbed the Raiders to get Waller.
1: I mean, yes, it was a absolutely <laughs> steal. I think for a player of his caliber and his quality. Yeah, Darren Waller. there was a
0: there was a good twenty teams looking at each other, going, "Why didn't we do that?" Was it a third round?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: not even not even our own. I don't think. I think it was the one we got from the Tony was, trade,
1: wasn't
0: it? Yeah, from the Chiefs. Yeah, we've had their pants down so, there. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so giving giving Tony away and getting Darren Waller, I'm happy with that. Thanks very much. Yeah, you know. So with the Chiefs, it's 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 mental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. It's it's mental when you think about it, though. Like one of the 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 best performing tight ends over the last few years. And to get him that cheap, it's like, wow. Shane Shane's pulled out an absolute deal there and full credit to him, really. All right, then the
0: biggest risk we picked up in free agency. I see it's not even that big of a risk. I think Sterling Shepherd's your biggest risk because of the injuries. But at that price, it's more of a risk not to try it. we are you paying him 1.3 million? Even if he's just around the facility, yeah, it's, like that, it? it's a cracking player to have around. Like, but I'd say the biggest risk he was in might not be on the field. But for 1.3 million, if I had it, I'd pay it in myself.
1: <laughs> I mean, 1.3 million for a cheerleader is pretty It's pretty expensive. But, um, you know, we're it's all hoping experience. that Stanley Shepherd can come out and produce. I'm 100% it is. 100% it's the experience. We all hope he can come out and produce at least something this season. Um, but, you know, he's. He's he's you know he's he's been with the team his whole career and he just lives and breathes the New York Giants. So you know if you if you're Joe Shane, you you absolutely want to keep him around as much as long as you can, really.
2: There's um there's a there's a video going around at the moment of him um, showing off the his cutting ability and and his running routes and and um, he's looking good. He's looking good I, and I, and I totally I totally agree with you, Andy. I think. It, it was just above a VET minimum deal. And it was, I mean, it was slightly surprising because of the fact that they they had to pay dead money to cut him, which they, I mean, it was an automatic cut at the end of his, his deal, which, which just added some dead money to it. So it was a slight surprise that they bought him back after that because obviously he counts against the cap a bit more. But I think you're right, the experience kind of, Accentuates the reason why you have him.
0: To a player like Hyatt, he's going to be invaluable as a teammate. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, he's 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 going to just show show and tell him everything again. Everything it means to be a New York Giant, um, and not just to him, but to the the rest of the new receivers that have come come into the team as well. You know, he's he flies the flag for us, so. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's back, man. I really am. I think he's uh, he deserves his place because he's our, he's kind of one of our biggest supporters, isn't he? All right, then. Biggest loss in free agency? Uh, John Feliciano. Oh, go into that a bit more. Why is he the biggest loss? Right. Why do you think he is?
0: Well, for starters, he was a top 10 player at his position. But at a time where DJ was getting decent and having his best season for us. Changing who's snapping you the ball and stuff like that is not really something you want to be doing in preseason. You want that automatic and moving on to other things. But I I think he'll be a big loss. Initially.
1: Yeah, obviously, replacing him with a rookie is going to be... Dangerous. Risky at first. I think, yeah, very. But I think... I think I think JMS is good enough that he's uh he'll he might not necessarily be as consistent, but he'll slot in and and, and do a good job. I've got no no doubt about that with um Joe and Michael Schmitz.
0: See, I was trying to think about this. I cannot well, remember a time last season where we fumbled it from the snap. It may have happened, but I couldn't recall it in my head, just thinking about it.
1: I mean oh. I'm sure there was a a few sort of errant snaps but there wasn't that many there wasn't any of note that we could that sort of cost us big in a game or anything. Yeah,
0: like I DJ was say. that confident. DJ was that confident with a snap he was pulling stuff like he was against the Eagles where he's doing the Statue of Liberty stuff. Like I never thought I'd see DJ that confident behind any line.
1: It's a fair point. Yeah, true, very true. Um I think it, it allowed him to um be the quarterback be the quarterback we all knew he could be. Um I didn't. <laughs> and it allowed him to sort <laughs> of I mean the potential was the potential was there for him, I think. Um but we, we saw that potential last year, so um you know, I think we're gonna see more of it from him this year. Craig, next question.
2: Yeah, so um, I move on to, to contracts and the draft. So contract-wise, Daniel Jones's contract dominated <laughs> the early days of the uh, the off season, as we all knew it would, and it came down to pretty much five minutes or however stupid it was, <laughs> stupidly close it got. But what were your initial thoughts on on that contract, um, and how do you feel about it now?
0: I think it's a great deal, to be honest. I know others disagreed. But uh, with the way the cap's going to go in the next couple of years, it's only going to skyrocket. And quarterbacks negotiating next year are going to make this look really cheap. I think we've got him at a good price. He has earned it. And I'm really looking forward to the future with DJ at QB, which I didn't think I'd say. And I'm sure Gettleman's dancing around a boat somewhere saying I was right. But you may be right about the QB. It was everything else you put around him. If you'd give him a coach, you may still be here. I'm kind of glad you didn't. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. And do you? I know that there was a lot of chat around the fact that people were saying, "Oh, you know, Jones Jones has been paid a lot," and then a lot of people saying, "Well, actually, if you look into the into the nitty gritty of it, you know, Joe Shane was able to to negotiate something where both both sides can be happy." Would you Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I, I think as a Giants fan, you should be extremely happy. I and mean, The fear was when Eli went, we would take three or four different QBs to find the next big one, and it appears that we've done it in one hit, although it didn't look like it at first. I think he's got great potential, and he's only going to get better as far as I'm concerned, unless he has a major injury, which, touch wood, he doesn't. I think you've got a guy who's going to bring you a Super Bowl here.
2: And, and he's played through a few oh. sort of Little things as well. Haven't, haven't, hasn't he? Because I mean, you know, when we we were at London, um, he was bleeding pretty badly from his hand, and you didn't see any kind of drop off in in any of the play that he he made, and he fought through that. And even the week after, I'm pretty sure he reopened it during the game, and again, just it was nothing. And and you kind of we were spoiled a little bit, I think, with the the Iron Man Eli kind of. <laughs> Thing where he, he, he was just very, very rarely injured, if ever. Um, and and Jones obviously had a few little ones in, in his early part of his career. But if he can continue like that, I think he will win over the, the fans that, that he still evidently needs to, according to Twitter.
0: And one of the things I found with London, obviously you guys were sat quite close to the field as well. Mm. Some of the hits that guy takes and jumps straight back up, I'd still be in a hospital bed somewhere in London right now. That was crazy. <laughs> I got a whole new appreciation Wait, for the game I'm, sitting that close.
1: Yeah, I'm nodding here like you guys can see me, but obviously you can't. But absolutely, <laughs> like some of the hits he took in that game were unbelievable. And how how you get up from that and just sort of brush it off and like make as make out as if like nothing's happened, even with Paddington, on. fair play to him. That's a that's a sign of a, an athlete, I think.
2: <laughs> so um. Where we're talking about the Packers game, one of the players that decided to to kind of you know take over and drag the uh, the Giants come back and um, and really kickstart it. Saquon Barkley obviously has a contract issue that's rumbling on at the moment. How do you see that panning out? Is he going to play on the tag, or or do you, could you see a deal being done?
0: He shouldn't play on the tag. His agents had an absolute nightmare. First thing I would do is fire my agent. <laughs> As what do you do? Turn down 13 million with a million in incentives? Dear yeah. God, he's never getting an offer like that again. The running back market has completely tanked this offseason. Um, yeah. I, I don't see him being here next season beyond... He may play on the tag. He'd be stupid too, but I think he has to. Because if he wants 16 million, he's got to prove that he can play and be worth 16 million. And even then, I don't think anyone's going to pay that. Like... There's yeah, so much he's... money to give to a running back, isn't it? It's not happening in the modern game.
1: No, yeah, and I think a player like McCaffrey is the exception. That, like I said, that mar- the market for running backs has just fallen off the face of the earth this off season, and for him to be for him to turn down the offer, he did uh, during the bye week. I mean, like you said, first thing you should be be doing is just absolutely binning off his agent and looking for a new one. Um even Shane. Um <laughs> and if you announced your love for Dave Gettleman yet.
0: <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Um let's we can get into Dave Gettleman if you want. How long have you got? I hope his boat's taken I mean... on water wherever he is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's definitely fishing.
1: <laughs> with with it, with him on it, I'm sure it is taken on water. Uh... It's probably not floating much, is it?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> to be fair, but, um... you needed Dave Gettleman to be that bad to get to where you are now. Would I go for it again to have the hope I have for the team now? Absolutely. But
1: I think a lot of he a lot of people said he's got a bit of unnecessary stick because of the uh the players that are sort of stuck around and, you know, the, the players that he's drafted have sort of come, a few of them have come good. Obviously Dan Jones, Thomas, to name just a couple of them. Do you think that's uh, unnecessary stick he's getting or is it just sort of luck that a, a few of his picks have panned out well and the rest of them just flopped?
0: No, it's not luck at all. All it proves is how badly he got the coaching in hiring. I I don't get me wrong. I don't Very believe true. he wanted Pat Shermer for one minute. But Pat was the last person who was of head coach quality. He came in, he tried his best. It didn't work out. Joe Judge, from what I read about the interview, I can see why they liked it. But when you're under that sort of pressure that he was under, that's a gamble you don't take. I've got a a
2: bit of a side note here, but um, there's been a lot of talk in the last week or so about how some of the I can't remember who it was, but I, I think it was is it Nate Ebner? I think yeah, I think it was yeah. Nate has come out and said that everything that Joe Judge did, Gettleman argued or condescended or just kind of overruled. So I think if there's anything we want to say about Joe Judge and and Gettleman, it was destined for nothing at
1: the spot. really that's the way it's, that it went that's all kind of
0: proves him, the point though once you've hired someone to do the job leave them to do the job it's the same problem we had with john mara for years with the meddling and the fact that he's got an office full of his golfing buddies like i'm all for taking care of your friends but take care of business first Man, we're going to be here all night. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's let's, let's well, move on that's, to the that,
1: That's enough about bait. That's, that's enough about getting on <laughs> <it's fine. laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, right. So, first, first three rounds have been heralded as as us just hitting again and again with with banks and obviously JMS and and then Hyatt, um, but we traded up twice during those first two days and there was a lot of criticism on on Joe Shane's decision to give away as many day three picks as he did. Do you feel that the prices that we paid were too high? uh, And are you happy with the the three picks that we picked up in the sort of what people gauge as being the top
0: 100 prospects? I think the top three picks were perfect. Um, I'll get onto higher in a second, but I think the criticism is extremely unfair and a little naive. We had what? It was about 10 picks. Hmm. There's no way we were ever going to make 10 picks. We couldn't have afforded to pay 10 picks. So he was always going to group them together and move to places he wanted to be. Like the first round especially started to go away from him. And he jumped up to take a player that was on his board, which you'd rather do than take a gamble on someone you've not really done your due diligence on, or take someone you're going to get in the second round anyway. I, I would have took higher in the first round. But... I'm not a general manager for a reason, it would seem. (laughs) I thought Hyatt was a very good pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I expected them to take him at the back end of the first round. And when he was still sat there in the second, we took the right pick. It fell into our lap, but I still wanted to take Hyatt. to have then grabbed him in the third round. As far as I'm concerned, we just pulled off a heist and the rest of the NFL doesn't know it yet.
1: Have you seen the um the latest episode of uh, Giant's Life? I have not, Andy. So watch that and the because obviously it's it's inside the war room and you throughout I won't spoil it too much for you but you really sort of see like how what kind of like just surprised they are that is still there at the, in the third round and then Dave's just like He's getting you know, like idle hands. He's like, mm, got to do something. Got to do something. Someone's going to pick him up, and he he goes. He Dave's goes and makes that call and is like, gets in touch with Sean McVeigh. Um, but I, I couldn't agree more about that pick. The more I see about Jalen Hyatt, the more I think it is the steal of the draft. Like, I'm not just saying. I'm, see- you know, I know nothing about how, most of the players that are picked, but the more I see of this guy, the more I think. He, is, he should have been locked on to be a first-round pick. And for what reason, a lot he of fell him. to 73 and fell into our laps.
0: Yeah, yeah. I watched a lot of him in the run-up to the draft because I was absolutely obsessed with Hendon Hooker. Not for us, but just in general, I really liked the guy's story and I was interested where he would go. And because I was watching a lot of him, I saw a lot of Hyatt. And the more yeah. I watched him, the more it became apparent how his game will translate to the NFL. Um, we were heavily linked with the wide receiver in the first round that they say we were going to jump up for, but he went. I can't remember his name. That's how rememberable that was. Say Zayf- uh, Flowers? Flowers, Zayf- that's the one. Yeah. See, I think he'll be an okay player, but he's going to be a slot receiver. The rest of it will not translate when he's against real players. And I think it was a, probably a reach for... Did he go to the Ravens?
2: Yeah, yeah, he did.
0: Yeah. He, he should probably fit their system quite well, but... He's going to be a slot receiver, and you've taken a slot receiver at about 20th overall. Hayat is going to be the player that everyone regrets not taking.
1: I think so, too. I really do. Um, he's, I think the, the, the beautiful thing is, as well, he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. And he's going to be proving to all those 31 teams that passed up on him. Yeah, this is why he should have picked me. And I think he's. I think he's got the chance to be like an absolute revelation for us. I really do. Yeah, you know, just what Just watching how he. Just watching how he moves and in in um OTAs this week. It's, it just how how did he not get picked in the first round? I don't understand it. I still. You know. I don't. I don't get it. I'm
2: gonna say something controversial now. And and Shane, I'll Shane. You feel like he has that same sort of height that there is only had, doesn't have or rapidly. So it, it basically feels like that same kind of height what he can do, but the fact that Hyatt seems to have his head screwed on and doesn't seem to be a knob.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> we i allowed to say things like that. I didn't know that. <laughs> back.
1: Yeah, mate. I mean, don't say F or B, but, you know, you know I'm joking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I missed a lot of what you said there. Your microphone went weird to me. I don't know if it was just a me thing or... I was just saying question about how... Yeah, it's
1: it, it the same for me as well.
0: Okay, apologies. Yeah, no, it was just
2: saying about um, whether Hyatt has that same kind of intrigue that Kadarius Tony had just without being a knob.
0: I I think the thing they share <laughs> is that they're both perfect for the Chiefs. I, I hope we're going to move towards a Chiefs offense with the fact we took a player like that. It gives me hope that we're going to move to a more modern offensive play style.
1: Look who our offensive coordinator is. Where did he come from? Yeah, exactly. It's a good point, I Kind of see. But um <laughs> I think I, there, there is a lot of intrigue about Hyatt, I think, um, but he, like you said, he is not, as Shane likes to call him, Joker. He's not a bit. He's not a Joker. He. I think he genuinely has that. He just has a smart head screwed onto his neck and on his shoulders, and I don't think he's going to be doing any of the bits that that Tony did, and you know, we end up bidding off our first round, first round receiver. What a year in, year and a few months into his uh, into his rookie deal, we ended up getting rid of him. So he uh, he clearly wasn't a, uh, a Joe Shane man, was he? All righty, uh, going to move on to talk about the schedule. So obviously last Thursday saw the schedule released with the Giants having to play seven road games in the first 10 weeks, uh, which no other team has had to face before. How do you think it's going to affect the Giants season?
0: I don't mind it personally. Uh, I assume the assumption is that going on the road, you may struggle. But if you're going to struggle on the road, you're going to struggle anyway. Um, Having the home games back up towards the playoffs, it could bring you home into the playoffs. And I think I'd rather be playing in front of our fans than there's a short trip to Philly. I think the schedule comes back to you. So I think there's a lot of people moaning and upset about the fact we're playing away so often, but... We've proven in the past that we play on the road quite well. I don't think in the NFL it's as big a deal as people try to make out. It's not like, as the Americans would say, soccer over here. Like, I'm not worried about it.
1: I suppose, like, imagine imagine playing, like, imagine Coventry playing 10 games away from home in a row. Then you'd be like, what the actual? But I think it was seven out of 10. Season. Six, what was that? Did you not have a
0: stadium? Our field was destroyed by the wasps. Um, they held the Commonwealth games there, and yeah, we had to abandon our first three games of the season at home. And uh, yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> all right, so you, you
1: kind of know how it feels then, all right. Fair enough. I did, I didn't know that, all right, okay, thanks, for that. but um, you're welcome. I, 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 I think it's going to be a tough first 10 weeks don't get me wrong but i think we've we're more than capable of of picking up wins on the road i really do agree um and obviously there's some interesting games both on the road and at metlife uh which are the games are you most looking forward to and is there any games that you aren't looking forward to so much
0: no, you play whoever they put in front of you and you're thankful for doing so. I think the off is that long. You don't really care who you're playing as long as you're playing. Um, it's always special when you play against the Patriots for obvious reasons. The New York-Boston um, rivalry is quite big. I, I went to a Jets game when they played New York. Uh, no, they didn't. They played uh, New England. And obviously they're in the same division as well. So the rivalry there was fantastic. But, um, obviously for us personally, we're looking forward to the Packers game. So we're hoping to go out and take a group out with us. But, but yeah, as far as the schedule goes, you play who they put in front of you and you do what you can with it.
1: Yeah, true. Very true. Um, obviously as we announced last week on the pod, we're, uh, we're going out for the Pats game. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to that New York, Boston rivalry. It's going to be, it's going to be a great atmosphere at Metloff, I think. Um, and I'm not surprised you're looking forward to the Packers game either. So, why would you not look forward to the game you're potentially going to, right?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Are there, are there any of them you think you really sort of think mm, we're probably not going to win that one?
0: No, I'd always back our lads. Obviously, your divisional games, we've not had a good record away uh, on the road at the Cowboys. We're awful in Philadelphia. But sooner or later, that's got to stop, right? <laughs> Christmas Day in Philly. That would be a really good time to stop the rot in Philadelphia.
2: It's a bold prediction. It absolutely would be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: It's very bold.
0: Andy.
1: It's very bold. And that ties us in quite nicely. That ties us in quite nicely. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, at this. Now <laughs> you are, mate. You're, those those segues are getting top notch. You get, you're seriously giving me a run for my money, mate. <laughs> but cool alright so it is that time where we all decide to make some ridiculously early bold predictions about the upcoming season because why not right, why not Um so me, Craig and Andy are going to make two each two bold predictions each and um Shane and Kev uh, did Kev send one in, I don't think he did did he
2: Kev has, I've got Kev's uh, Kev oh, sent in and my a nice little smorgasbord
1: from Kev. Nice. Apologies, Kev. I didn't realise you'd sent one in. Um, Shall we start off with theirs? Go with Shane and Kev first.
2: Yeah, so um, Kev uh, decided to split his into offence and defence, one for the off-season, one for the regular season. So um, we, we do offence first. So uh, off-season, he says um, that Eric Gray has a good showing in Barkley's absence, uh, which I'm assuming he... Um, is alluding to Gray's uh, upcoming battle against Breeder and Brightwell for that potential RB2 slot. Um, And then for the regular season, he said that Paris Campbell will post the most yards for a Giants wide receiver this season and earn himself another contract. Um, Defensively, he said that Owens will... um, push for that starting box safety role opposite McKinney Um, and Owens was also the person who tipped the pass that Tomon Fox uh, intercepted on um, OTA one so that's a a good start for that bold prediction and uh, he said Bobby Okorike will get 100 tackles and two interceptions in the regular season so he's going all out for Paris Campbell and Bobby Okoriké to come over from the Colts and um, uh, and show up for the Giants.
1: Nice, oh, so I kind of like them. Um, yeah, some, uh, some that's that's uh, Eric Gray again. He's, he's another one I'm sort of intrigued by. Mm. Yeah, you know, you he looks a like a pretty. He looks happy. like a Yeah, definitely, he looks like a pretty decent back to me, doesn't he?
2: Do you
1: want me to do Shane? Alright then. Or do you um, want to do um so I oh no, I'll let you I'll let you do Shane. Go on, crack up, as you as you've got it in front of you. Cool. So so Shane's is is fourfold,
2: uh, and it's all about rankings. <laughs> um so Jones, top seven quarterback, Saquon, top three running back, Waller, top three tight end, and our defence would be top five which is one hell of a bold prediction
1: i mean it is but in all honesty I could see it happening well wow, you could always yeah you could always see any of them happening i mean that is it is pretty bold it's a four, fourfold prediction he's 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 put some thought into that but it's it's you look at the quality of the three players and the, the quality of the defense, you can definitely see that happening. I think. Cool. Um Andy, let's get your predictions, mate. Bold prediction number well, that-
0: one. <laughs> Well, now it's going to feel like I'm taking a stab at Shane. Um, I'll get the uh, negative one out of the way first. Um, my first one I've got, trying to put himself in the shop window and prove that the running back position is worth paying $16 million. Uh, Saquon Barkley will do himself a career-ended injury, which I hope doesn't happen, but I think it possibly will. And while that's sad, I do believe that then Gary Brightman oh, will explode onto the scene and he will lead this team in rushes.
1: Go on! Go on, our mate, Gary.
0: Love that! Love that!
1: Get in! It's
0: got... This time last year, I said he was going to get cut. So, <laughs> <laughs> a slight change of, of you changed, changed. Change. <laughs> Man, I watched just him play. Yeah, like yeah, that touchdown in it. London.
2: Yeah,
0: that kid can ball. Yeah. Second one is uh, um, it? What yeah. really was. Uh, second one, I've got our defense going as the best ranked in the NFL next mm-hmm. season.
1: Ooh, oh,
0: oh, oh, oh top Andy five, Robinson. Yeah. Which is still top five, I would point out. So Shane is right, but I've got it going as the best. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like best, that. Ranked, best ranked in the league. I like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, under under Wink and the players we've got, why not? Why not? Absolutely. All right. I mean, my, mine seem a bit sort of... A bit of vanilla compared to some of these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's meant to be I'm bold. Not gonna
1: lie. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they are kind of. But go on, then. So on. my my intrigue about Jalen Hyatt is sort of is is starting to peak. So I think he could be. I think I think he can have a really really strong season. I I've, I'm predicting he's going to have a thousand yard plus season. And for a rookie. In the third round, rookie. That's that's a pretty uh pretty big statement, I think.
2: So you you put um, that in the you put that in the group chat earlier, didn't you? You put this yeah. in the group chat earlier. I, I I've done some research. I've done some research.
1: Who was the last? score we go. Go on, then.
2: Who was the last Giants player to do a thousand yards in a season?
1: Odell that's Beckham. A great question.
2: Yeah. Odell Beckham, twenty eighteen. So, Odell Beckham, also in 2014, was the last Giants rookie to break a 1,000 yards. He's also the only Giants rookie to ever break a 1,000 yards.
1: So, so it's quite 1, a bold 000. prediction then. It's a hell of a bold prediction, really. <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that. Highest 1,000-yard season, done. Happening. <laughs> Happening.
2: So, there you go. Go on, Dan, your second one.
1: Thanks, thanks for that. Um, my second one, Dave's just going to win Coach of the Year for the second year in a row. Ooh, run it back. Who's 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 better than him in the league right now?
0: There's a few that would argue, but uh, I think Andy to... always a contender. Hmm. I think he's he's got to be within a shout
2: if he if we repeat what we did last year and or go, go one better or more better
0: Ride's the best yeah. defence no, in the league to no a Super Bowl
1: mm.
0: Yeah and no, and no
1: doubt us being the Giants will no doubt have some injuries along along the way Um, so you know we'll overcome adversity, we'll get to the playoffs again and Dave's will one coach of the year for the second year in a row there we go Boom, boom, boom. Happy days. Mr. Producer, last but yep. not least. Over to you, mate.
2: Vanilla first. Um, Darren Waller scores the longest touchdown that the Giants score this year. Um, that's the vanilla one. The bold, bold
1: 70, one. 75-yard catch and run. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. We'll take it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The bold one. The Giants will go on. sweep either the Cowboys or the
1: Eagles this season. Or both get here, love it. <laughs> I mean, both would be bolder than bold. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about it, but I went, mm. four games. Um I mean, why not? Account... Why not up the ante and go 6-0 and 0 in the division? Six, exactly what I was just about to say mate 6-0 in the division, why not
2: did, did you notice I didn't say the commanders in there just because of the fact that it's not really a challenge
0: oh you've jinxed it <laughs> oh no Washington's <laughs> top this division now <laughs> oh dear
1: No, I like that. I think, yeah, sweeping either the Cowboys or the Eagles. I think that's that's bold enough as it is. So, I like that one. I, I saw it when you put po- when you posted it earlier. I saw it. I was like, yes, we're going to be back. We're going to be back in 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 the mix and division this year. I can see it. I can feel it. I've got every hope. Maybe maybe a it's few players, hope. but I've got every hope. <laughs> it's, the it's the hope, hope that, that, that kills culture. you. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Sam, it is. Sam's put Sam's put up one in there as well. So
1: this, the Giants will be a better football team than last year, but we'll end up with a losing record. A losing record, Sam. Wow! You, you can't see us more than you can't see us winning more than eight games.
0: Wow! He tried to get me to read that one out. I was talking to him about it earlier.
1: <laughs> did he
0: oh well why did you it... say Andy come on you... it didn't seem that bold to be honest our schedule's much tougher like we could end up with a losing record and still move along as a football team like everything's moving in the right direction I can't see it regressing bad enough mm. that we're sat here going oh my god it's like having Joe Judge again like everything is going in the right direction <laughs> and like that's not a shot at yeah, Joe true. Judge he tried his best here and if the other guy's correct and that he'd got the gm shouting him down on everything we said we'd stop talking about him that's that's no work environment (laughs) no true very true um
1: but yeah i I mean i think i I think we'll get more than eight wins this year i really do i don't get me wrong i agree the schedule is tougher than what we had last year but what schedule isn't tough. You know, we didn't exactly have an easy schedule last year because nobody really expected much of the team. Now the expectations there a little bit more. You know, does does that mean does that make the schedule tougher? You know, well, I don't know. Does it make the schedule easier? I don't know. But well, I think the we'll NFL didn't see games. it coming. I mean no, They would have never true. fed us. I don't think anybody said they saw would it have
0: never fed us. They would have never fed us to the Packers in London if they thought the Packers were going to lose.
2: It's very true. Yeah, the,
1: the, the, it was. It was almost like it was written in the stars that the Packers would come over here for the first time and win the game, wasn't it? And we, uh, well, we had something else to say about that.
0: <laughs> but they did that game wrong from the start. They gave them a team that are very well supported, which meant tickets were a nightmare. They should have fed them someone like the Texans who don't have that big of a fan base over here. They've got a great fan base over here, but just not the numbers we have. And then they fed them to a team that ended up beating them. And for the Green Bay Packers fans, I'm disappointed for them in a sense, but I'm glad we did it. I had a great weekend.
1: Oh, I'm not disappointed for them because they can shove that (laughs) cheese where the sun don't shine. (laughs) I I heard about that. (laughs) <laughs> did you did you did you really yeah you could see I'm the pretty, back pretty of sure you were of there right?
0: videos I, I was trying desperately yeah. was it fox sports wanted to talk to me about it i was like oh hell no i've got some <laughs> good connections in the nfl <laughs> and the giants that i don't need associating with like i think you and john did a great thing but no <laughs> it, was, it was me and your mate
1: john i won it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was yeah
1: because we we, we were chatting and we were yeah, we were chat. We were just sort of chatting outside, and it was- we were we were talking about how like the the NFL that like American football teams don't really have sort of like the like the British chance like we-, we do. We do like you were talking about with um, with El Jefe last week, Craig. Um, mm. We are well, see, we we're a bit more creative with our with our terrace chance, and it was like just sort of spur of the moment thing. It was kind of like, yeah, you can shove your fucking cheese up your ass, and it- I- he sort of o looked at me. I looked at him, and he sort of laughed. He's like, "Love it." He's like, "Should we go for it?" I was like, "Yeah, let's do it. Why not?" And then it just began, and then, yeah, yeah, you know, that's body, John body, for body, you. About 30, about thirty, about thirty seconds later, we had about what two hundred people singing it.
0: Then in London's it. asking it was... you to do it again so he can video it.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, what a weekend! Can we just reminisce about that weekend for a minute, lads? Because it's a weekend. What a weekend! Yeah, uh, is, it, is it the first time you've been on since then, Andy? Uh
0: it may well have yeah. been. To be fair, yeah, oh, I is think it? it is. Oh God! Yeah. yeah so let's reminisce. My glory. Let's
1: let's let's, let's, have, let's have five minutes of reminiscing. Andy, talked to us about <laughs> London last year, mate. It was perfect.
0: I, I will never top it. That's the worst part. Like with the stuff I do with the UK uh, giants, there's, there's always a chance. Stuff. Never, absolutely not. I took fourteen of our fans. To meet Eli Manning That's ridiculous That's not getting topped
1: <laughs> That's very true That's very true um, Just from start to finish was I mean we've said before start From start to finish it was just A weekend you could not have ever dreamed of um, oh. And it just topped off with a win
0: That was the one thing you couldn't control Was the result And I think a lot of us went yeah. into there Accepting we're probably going to lose here I kept saying I thought we could win it and I remember Green Bay fans laughing my friend's wife's a Green Bay fan and she'd taken the pictures for me and she was giggling when I was saying it uh, she wasn't laughing at the end like we have a good football team no, we, and we, we were, showed
1: up we were uh, mm. we were waving the packers fans out of the stands we were,
2: we were
0: yeah, I tell were, I will say they, one thing they, they, for the Packers fans around us were fantastic. Uh, we'd got season ticket holders around us and stuff like that, and they'd had to put up with a lot from us because of how passionate we are and stuff like that. And at the end of the game, the amount of them that came over and said "good win, congratulations," and then left quite gracefully, I'll always be thankful for that. And I, I went into the game hating Aaron Rodgers, and that's still true. But I've got a lot of time <laughs> for Green Bay for how their fans are.
1: Yeah, man. I mean we we had the same experience as well like all the all the packers fans around us are well i say all of them most of them um we all sort of really really cool you can again just you, you can just chat football with them um and one thing about the packers obviously packers fans obviously is they clearly travel well because mm. yes there was obviously a lot of british packers fans there but there was a hell of a lot that have made the made the trip from green bay um mm. and you know we were we were heavily heavily outnumbered in that stadium um so yeah, they, there they was a lot of blue really well. as well.
0: It wasn't that was. outnumbered. That was possibly I mean, the first time I've ever seen a stadium here for an NFL game that was mainly the two teams that were playing. Like you'd still and, got the odd yeah. other jersey in the upper, but everything around that field was green and blue.
1: Yeah. I I can't remember it in in the stadium seeing any other jersey apart from Packers and Giants.
2: Yeah, few and far between for sure,
0: yeah. Not around us, I think. No, I could I think, see it in the distance. It was, yeah,
1: I think it was easily sort of 70 30 split of uh Packers Giants
0: fans. I'm getting flag envy easily. from the Germans, though. The German Giants fans' flag is
1: amazing. The big blue <laughs> Germany flag is huge, isn't it?
0: Uh, when they pulled that out of Whoppin, I suddenly felt really inadequate in my little five. <laughs> <throat. laughs>
1: You're like, oh my God. I don't know really how they small. got it into the stadium. <laughs> <sighs>
0: mate,
1: I don't know. It's a very good question. Uh, Again, I'm, the whopping tavern sure, came um, through
0: for us. Hmm. Yeah. Really but,
1: late, mate, mate,
0: really good I
1: to mean, us. We, 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 we drunk them dry, but and we uh, sold them out of pizzas i'm but, sure they'll yeah, be more they, prepared they this year because the arms. bills
0: are using them yeah they, they were fantastic it, yeah. i know the bills are using them and uh the ravens contacted me the uk version anyway um asking like stuff we did and all that and i gave them tips yeah. and said that obviously whopping is fantastic it's a bit of a pain where it's located but if that place is yeah, well, in central help. london it would be the best
1: Hmm. Yeah, what didn't help last year was the uh, the tube strikes and the train strikes and everything were going on as well at the same time. Because yeah, that, that made is... it an absolute pain in the backside. because uh, we all ended up having to get like Ubers and taxis there that ended up costing a fortune, but it was
0: 250 it was a great pub it
1: showed was... up. Yeah, mate, it was a stu- it's a stunning pub. Um and more people turned up than we could ever have dreamt, didn't
0: they? So it was humbling, absolutely humbling that people showed up just because we'd asked them to, like LPG who is an incredible yeah. person. I know he you get both sides of it with him. People think he's great, people think he's in it for himself and all the rest of it. He is one of the most humble guys I've ever met and I'm so thankful for everything he does. Not just for us but for other fans and stuff like that. Obviously like he took mm. Sam's jersey um and auctioned it off for charity and raised a load of money, but he sent Sam a care package of stuff to thank him for that gesture and stuff. He doesn't have to do that sort of thing. Like Sam had already made the gesture, to give him the jersey. Like I wouldn't have handed that over myself, but Sam's a very nice. No, lad.
1: no, no. I mean, Sam, um, again, I, I, I mean, I tipped my hat to you at, the, at the time, mate. If you're still watching, I tipped my hat to you at the time. I still do now. Like, what a gesture! But mm. if that was me, that that jersey would be in a frame on my wall and would never ever leave my possession until the right. day
0: I die. Mm.
1: <laughs> I thought but, I was his yeah, favourite charity
0: man. case. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently not
1: <laughs> But I mean What was the what was the one If you could pick one standout memory From that weekend
0: It was the whopping Tavern It was just, extremely yeah. humbling Literally mm-hmm. just because We'd asked, obviously we'd arranged it quite late So we'd been let down by our original venue And then mm-hmm. I had horrible feelings it was going to be Like the last one Because we tried to get people to come out to Twickenham It didn't happen and there was about mm. twenty-five of us there, and I was I was worried about the same thing. Obviously, the Eli Manning show was amazing, but it was mm. always going to be amazing. Once it was arranged, it was like holy hell, this is happening. And yeah. again, the Giants do so much for us as a group. Yeah. I'm so thankful for the help then, I get from them.
1: Yeah, and then obviously but, uh, kick off live with um, with Bob and uh, with, and um, Carl on the Saturday was was just as sweet. Um, again, getting to meet those two that which are like absolute icons in in the world of uh, the New York Football Giants, and you know following the team for as long as we have, it's kind of like it's just a, le- a legend of the, a legend of the game, you know, in Carl Banks and the voice of the Giants in Bob Papa, and to be able just to stand there and have to have a chat with him and, and give him a business card with our details of this podcast on, and he he takes it and it's like, thanks very much, you know, and
0: yeah that that was just,
1: that was cool as well
0: but i'll yeah, tell you what, what honorable mention was. to victor cruz as well not just for how he was in london yeah. this time round, but in 2016 when we went to the airport like there was probably about 20 of us showed up at the airport they'd just come off a flight from new york which from experience that's not a nice feeling the jet lag's awful most of the team went past like waved but just wanted to get on the coach Victor Cruz took the time to stop, take pictures, sign anything for anyone. He walked the line. And that meant a lot to me at the time. And it means a lot more now as everything I've done with the admin team and stuff, arranging stuff, because realistically harassing people at the airport, not ideal. It was more to welcome the team. But... Mm -hmm. We yeah. all showed up hopeful that someone might sign someone. I remember a girl chasing Odell Beckham down and Odell didn't want anything to do with it, which is fair oh, enough Mate, I remember that. Lagged. It was
1: horrendous, wasn't it? It was horrendous, it wasn't was, it? It was so cringing.
0: It was brutal from her point of view. But if you're in his shoes, he gets harassed all the time. Just leave me alone. I've just come off a flight. Why are you even here? Hmm. Hmm. But the yeah. fact Victor took the time True. to do that. And then in, again, this time around in London, he was great with the fans. I know so many people that had a great experience because of getting to meet him. And I don't know if he realizes how much it actually means to the fans over here, but Victor Cruz, as far as I, I wouldn't rate many ahead of him in Giants I've seen play.
1: I mean, he's one of my all time favorites. I'm sure you're probably aware of that. <laughs> mm. Maybe I've mentioned it on this podcast a few times before. But yeah, just top. Top guy, and meeting him at the at the, at the pub on the Friday, after the, uh, Friday after the after the like after the Eli Manning show as well, and just he because obviously I, I had my jersey there that he'd already signed, but I wanted it signed on the other side because I wanted to be able to frame it, and so I had my jersey there <laughs> with me and held it held it out and he came over. I was like, "You've already signed it on the other side in back in 2016, but I want it signed on this side so I can frame it," and he's like. And we were chatting about when he signed it at the airport. And he's like, I can't believe you actually came to meet us at the airport. It's like, yes, we did. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just sort of stood, stood there and had a sort of a two, three-minute conversation with, you know, someone I absolutely idolise. And is probably one of the best Giants receivers of the last 15, 20 years. So, yeah, it was just a really cool weekend, man, wasn't it? It's just... It's the little so things, isn't it? Yeah, mate, 100%. 100% I mean we could reminisce about this all night couldn't we
0: <laughs> uh, the worst <laughs> one I will add this to it but the worst experience I had with that was actually meeting Eli at the end because obviously they took my jersey over and he'd signed it already and I I'd, I'd got Victor Cruz to sign a ball for a friend who couldn't be there and as I went to walk away Eli turned around and said Is any more signatures and I was like oh hell yeah I could have said anything to him and I said oh hell yeah I could have thanked him for all yeah. the years of staying up till four AM, <laughs> two Super Bowls, and I said to one of my heroes in life, "Hell yeah!
1: Oh, oh That's hell yeah!" in
0: life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. He um, so I I wore my uh, um Eli started t shirt um from the sort of the the um two thousand twelve tenth anniversary range that were released um last year. And he, he came over. He's like, "That's the first time I've seen anyone wearing that T-shirt." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my anyone god!" Sold. Like, pro- like pro- proper like fanboy moment. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my!" I was like, "Oh thanks." I was like, "Yeah." I said, uh, "I said I paid uh, <laughs> and uh, paid a fortune for it to get the ship from America as well." Um, <laughs> Stone Cold Andy Rubbo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> See. There is actually a better story with Eli. Line. <laughs> yeah, well. there is a better story actually from that trip because we were meeting our group in uh, Trafalgar Square and Sam and Paul had stayed down by the pub to go to the pub opposite. And apparently Eli came out of that pub to walk across the road. But being American, he looked the wrong way in the road and just stepped out into traffic. And I think Sam shouted like Eli the other way. And Eli actually stopped for a picture with Paul <laughs> off the back of that because Sam had saved his life from getting run over by a taxi. <laughs> oh wow! Oh. Wow! Right. Imagine
1: imagine the news head imagine the news headlines. Eli Manning hit
0: by car in London. You <laughs> imagine getting that close to meeting him, and he gets himself run over by a taxi.
1: Wowzer. <laughs> Wowzer. That's a great little story. That one, <laughs> love that. It's Eli a cracking picture as well.
0: And I'm glad Paul got it. To be fair, because Paul that... does so much Is...
1: for us. Because yeah, he does. Um, Even an ambassador. Um, we'll be uh, we'll be linking up with you in uh, in November, mate. Don't you worry about that for the uh, for tailgates I... and all the other shenanigans.
0: Yeah, I do not deserve a friend like Paul for everything he does for us. He he really changed what I could do for the UK Giants, being able to tell people when you're over there, I've got a guy, go to him, he'll give you the tailgate, he'll take care of you. And it's some of the stupid little things he does. He's had people's bags stored in his car during games. Uh, One of our fans went out there and didn't realise the clear bag uh, situation. And he gave him a clear bag so he could take his stuff into the game. It really is the small things, but him and Ash are fantastic.
1: Uh, it helps having that um, um, ambassador there to to fly our flag for us, doesn't he? One hundred percent.
2: We'll uh, we'll make sure we get him some drinks when we go over.
0: Uh, Spitfire, oh, take yeah. bottles of Spitfire out with you. There we go. He loves the stuff. You have our word. Paul. He does
1: love a Spitfire, doesn't he? He does. He does yeah. love a Spitfire. I remember talking to him about it in London. We're in the pub, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll bring some out for you, mate. You can count on us for that. Like I said, we could sit here and reminisce all, all night about London from last year, but um, I think our listeners and viewers will get a bit bored of us rambling about for, for much longer. So uh, we're going to cut off there, but that is all we've ta- got time for this week, Giants fans. However, we will be back next week, same time, same place, when it's producer Craig's birthday. Uh, and what a treat we have in store for him <laughs> as we chat all about OTAs and start breaking down each position group on the roster. I think we're starting off with quarterbacks and running backs. Are we not?
2: That is correct. I cannot wait to spend my birthday talking all about Daniel Jones. I mean, or how Tyrod's going to challenge him? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I'll, I'll start that. I'll start that debate. Or uh, Danny DeVito, or whatever his name is. <laughs> I bet it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey. Thought Kyler Murray was uh, yeah, small.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, anything else to add, guys, before we go?
0: It's just nice to have been on. I'm really sorry I let you guys down for the last two. Um, but you know, I'm always around and I do enjoy this. You guys are doing some incredible work here. Like from the little chats you had for two years about oh, we should start a podcast to where you guys are now, like. Keep flying the flag. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are, hopefully, the future of the face of the UK brand, as you like.
2: It's uh, it's very very nice of you, Andy. Um, there's a couple of things from me. Um, first of all, there was a, a there's just a, a comment that's come through. That I just want to pop up uh, where Tony's just giving props to Andy for making a fuss with him during the weekend as he couldn't attend for for health reasons. A proper gent and a giant. Um, so I just wanted to I saw that in the comments. I just wanted to make sure that, that was popped up because um obviously Tony's um I I, I speak to Tony on, on Twitter quite a lot through through our uh our Twitter page and he, he's a good lad and
0: Tony is a great lad and once his health is better and he can get to a stage where he wants to go outside and stuff like that, I will one hundred percent take a meet up to the north and we will go up there and host a giant's meet up. If there's six of us, the six of us. But mm. I will 100% take one up to him. I'm so sorry he couldn't come down. I tried desperately to get into the Eli Manning show, but it just wasn't possible. But right. yeah, I did what I could um, and I'm glad he's happy. Absolutely. And then um, just uh, one other
2: thing that kind of ties us together ties us together with the, the UK um, Facebook group is that yesterday, the um, NFL decided to announce their global markets programme where the Giants obviously weren't on it for reasons that they probably don't need to be on it because we do too much self-promotion for them um, but just a big thank you to everyone who liked retweeted commented on on that post and um, we gave a shout out um, to obviously the Facebook group uh, Big Blue Germany who we've already discussed on the pod tonight uh, Giant Spain Zona Gigantes which is what Ruben who we uh, spoke to a couple of months back is is part of um, there's New York Giants FR from France, there's the Giants MX from Mexico, and as about four or five people decided to point out to me and introduce uh, me to, there's also Giants Brazil from Brazil, that um, who also do a, a great job flying the flag. So um, big up to all of those, and also thanks to our uh, American counterparts who do a, a great job of pushing not just us, but um, different content from, from all over the globe.
1: I echo every single word you just said. Um yeah like you know we 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 fly the flag over here in the UK um but the giants are an international organization and there's there's some fantastic um fan groups around the world some fantastic content and and podcasts and and twitter pages and everything from different fan groups around the world so you know we appreciate the love you've given us and you know we'll we'll return that love to you guys and we'll push you guys, as much as we can, because you know, we are all one big giant family in the, the day. Um, so yeah, echo every word you said, Craig. There, thanks, mate. Alrighty. Um, huge thanks to you, Andy, for coming on this evening, mate. Coming off the bench, uh, always a pleasure to uh, to have you on. Sure, surely you've got to beat Luton in the playoff finals, right? They're not a premier. We're not team. talking about it,
0: we're not talking about it. I, I hope for the best, but to be completely honest with you. If it's Luton beats us, they are the only team I would probably find any happiness over the summer in the fact they have made it. Uh, we came out of League Two together in 2018, so we've pretty much held hands this whole way, and it's kind of fitting that it's us. But it's also cool. Obviously, I'd love to get there, and I believe in my boys. But uh, we'll see. Saturday will be emotional, one way or the other.
1: Good I mean, luck, bud. Ha- yeah, Thank mate. You. Good luck. But how you—you you must have been what you must have been what ten the last time they were in the big league
0: i wasn't a cov fan when they were last in the big league uh i went to my first cov game in 2002 they were already in the championship um, and <laughs> after i Hello. went to that game my great granddad sat me down at the time and said that if i stuck with them the best was yet to come and good times were ahead and i miss him dearly but he 20, has won 21 years git. later you're almost there it's crazy. I didn't see it coming. I don't think a lot of our fans saw it coming. But uh, one way or another, one of us is getting a fairy tale story on Saturday, and I pray to God it's us. Like, but what will be will be. If it's not our time, it's not our time. It's coming.
1: Well, you are going to Wembley, so of course, what will be will be. Um, I am. <laughs> check out check out Andy and Keith's work over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search New York Giants fans UK. Get involved join the group join the chats um because we you know we're what two and a half three thousand strong at least um so if you're not already a part of the part of the giant family here in the uk get involved um and one of the driving forces behind the group so uh anything regarding you know meetups or anything like that Andy's, he's has got a part to play in it so uh yeah you do you do great work over there mate. to so keep up thanks bud no props. Uh, you can also find us, the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast, in that group uh, and on all three of those platforms as well Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just got to search for Big Blue UK and Ireland and give us a follow. Also, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell to get the latest updates and notifications. Uh, and you can also get in touch with us on all of those platforms as well and also via email, bigblueukirl at gmail.com. And we are also part of the Full 10 Yards Network. Check out the site, fulltenyards.co.uk forward slash Giants. All righty, my thanks as ever go to producer Craig and to Andy as well for joining me and to you, the viewers and listeners, for tuning in. We are signing off till next time.